Hey there, howdy. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend that you hang out on the other side of Texas. I'm your host, Jay West Texas Leeson. Welcome to the program. Queen Catherine Wilkes across the way. She's running the boards, making things happen. We are broadcasting from the West Texas Accessory Depot Studios. Go see the folks at Accessory Depot on 82nd Valencia in Lubbock. Other side listeners, whether it be by podcast, SoundCloud, or other side of texas.com get a free row of weather tech liners with the purchase of a bed cover that's right and if you're listening away from lubbock just go to wtaccessorydepot.com and uh, get your bed cover and they'll mail you the weather tech liners 806-866-9494 gonna pick up where we left off yesterday me deliberating what my vote is going to be as a citizen of Lubbock, the city of Lubbock. Big vote coming up, May 5. I think I'm going to be an election day voter in this one. As the citizens of Lubbock are asked by proposition whether or not they would like to give back the Auditorium Coliseum to Texas Tech. And that's because some 75 years ago or more, the state gave Texas Tech some land. Texas Tech turned around and gave it to the city of Lubbock. city of Lubbock said, you know what? We're going to build this auditorium coliseum here. And if we ever want to get rid of this land, it's got to, and they wrote it into the charter. If we ever want to give it back to Texas Tech, then it's got to come by a majority of the voters. We had Matt Dotre on this show yesterday from the Lubbock Avalanche Journal covers politics. Lubbock Avalanche Journal, he laid it all out, a long history of disrepair, what it would cost to repair, he said $25 million, and that's about 2.5 cents per hundred in property tax. And that's if they even want to fix it, Uh, them being the city council in Lubbock, which is meeting as we speak. So today is a program about loss. That's right, loss. And how I want to get into all this is by telling a story as an Abernathy, Texas native. Whenever I was in junior high, just a few years younger than you are, Lady Catherine, Bob Phillips came to Abernathy, and they'd been working for some months on a new Dairy Queen. And it was a big deal for us that we were getting a Dairy Queen. Because all the other little towns around us, Idaloo, Hell Center, they all had their Dairy Queens. And we were finally getting our Dairy Queens. And whenever you see Bob Phillips in person, Texas Country Reporter, this is like circa 1992, somewhere in there. And you're a rural Texas kid, and you see Bob Phillips, like not Magic Johnson, Scottie Pippen, no. Michael Jordan, no, like Bob Phillips and you are in awe. And Bob Phillips was there. KLLL brought out their big boombox truck. And we felt like we were, and they were giving out free soft serves, as I recall. And we got our, we got our Dairy Queen. Big deal. And I see the Texas Monthly. And I'm going to get into the primer on today's show. We're going to get in with my longtime barber here in a moment, a Lubbock staple. His name's Maurice Stanley. He's been cutting my hair since like the late 90s. 
for those who are listening across Texas, wrote a column about Maurice Stanley some time ago about how he ran for city council and he put up a collection bucket and people were given like $5 at a time and Texas Ethics Commission said, no, 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 none of these are valid. you got to get rid of all this money. you got to give it to a nonprofit because none of it's accounted for. And as I recall, it was like some $3,000, which how much money flies in dark money today in Texas? Like a ton of money. Oh, but we got a big problem, Maurice Stanley. There are 11, there were 11 that I counted and put it up on the other side of Texas.com. 11 campaigns run across the state where, especially one in Perryton and up in Ken King's district, I think that that's uh, House District 87, I want to say, he had underreported $35,000. But we called Ethics Commission. They say you got to give all this money over. And so uh, Mari Stanley did. And I think from that day to this day's that began his big well he was already supporting lubbock honor flight south plains honor flight but he gave all that money then and since then i think he's given like patrons of his barbershop have given some twenty thousand dollars but that's all beside the point he's going to call in we're going to get in with craig lavati uh here in a little bit he's from the houston chronicle lots of parallels being made locally about the lubbock auditorium coliseum and the astrodome but I want to start off the program by talking about real loss. And I mean real loss. Losing the Lubbock Auditorium Coliseum is a first world problem compared to losing your Dairy Queen if you're in a small town. Now, that's real loss. That's loss that's equivalent to sitting here in these in these studios in february 1959 and getting a call that buddy holly died like it's that kind of loss like no more sunday parties buddy's dead like that's the kind of loss whenever dairy queens goes down in a small town or on some lighter sides you go out into your driveway and i don't know your truck that you've restored for many years is gone somebody stole it or maybe it's like being the um uh, you're king of the rowboats on the Mississippi River and you find out, whoa, whoa, what's that? Well, that's a steamboat. Or being a sharecropper, thinking you got life made on your 40 acres and then a tractor rolls up. That's the kind of loss that happens whenever that institution, Dairy Queen, in small towns closes. No more red checkered burger wrapping paper. No more soft serve. No more, as I grew up, a Hunger Buster Jr. and then into like a <clears throat> triple triple belt buster, if if we're being honest. Now, that's loss. That's, that's a real-world problem. Losing, like, I would much rather lose Auditorium Coliseum over Dairy Queen if I'm from a small community. But I say on it today because the Texas Monthly wrote this great piece recently about it was entitled A Farewell to Dairy Queens. And one thing that really stuck out to me, just knowing what a Dairy Queen meant in my little community, was that, and this is Larry McMurtry of Lonesome Dove fame, before the Dairy Queens appeared, the people of the small towns had no place to meet and talk. Like in the red chairs and you just sit down and everything's right and quaint in the world like this is where major town halls happen 
But this is where people listen to McMurtry, no place to meet and talk, so they didn't meet or talk, which meant much local lore or incidental remained private and ceased to be exchanged, debated, and stored. This is this is where the meeting place happened. And I talked to somebody today who's from Seymour, Seymour, Texas. And I said, what would it be like if that Dairy Queen closed? And he said, it would be like losing a family member. That's how devastating it would be to a small community. And, and I, I don't discount that because to a lot of places, and the story goes on to say that this screwed up company, Basari LLC, operates 70 Dairy Queens across Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. It filed for bankruptcy and announced it was closing 29 stores, 10 of them in the panhandle. Now, with all due respect to the National Magazine of Texas, the panhandle starts, you know, a little north of Hale County, but they count all this as a panhandle. It's like that old story, uh, Lyndon Johnson couldn't get people up here to vote for him, and so he said, well, screw it, everything north of Plainview is Oklahoma. And that's kind of how people just sort of like, well, that's just the panhandle. Do it all the time. But Vasari is closing down 10 in the panhandle, and one in Lockney, one in Post, and I can go down the list, Claude, Perryton. And it said that, you know, these are in, I think, in Denver City, Seagraves. But they said all of them were in in oil-rich counties. Prime oil country is what they said. But that's all just southwest of Lubbock, like southwest off the Caprock. Everything to the east, that's all just cotton country. And, you know, the story goes through how their bankruptcy filings sounded a little suspect, you know, they, Vasari, the second largest Dairy Queen operator in the country, was formed in 2012 to buy 69 Texas stores from another bankrupt company for about $11 million, and now they've let that fall apart. And the real fallout there is that the meeting place of a lot, 10 at least around where we're broadcasting, and that to me if we start this program and we talk to the houston chronicles guy about the astrodome and we talk to other people about the lubbock auditorium coliseum these are okay problems because they have backups there is no backup in rural communities for soft serve and hunger buster juniors and belt busters there's just no backup for that so a little uh, eulogy as we start off. I mean, it's just try- you go in one day, it's open, and the next day it's closed, and it's just lost. Lost. Like, there are some pastors that are working overtime in rural communities. Stick with us right here on the other side of Texas. Be right back. His class voted him most likely to run with scissors. Welcome back to The Other Side with Jay Leeson. Hey, how about uh, days like today, whenever you know that you're going to have to have that car washed, racer car wash can take care of you and Lubbock, best wash around, five years running, stop into one of five convenient locations across the Hub City for the best wash around, guaranteed, check out your best spot there at 
racerwash.com and I want to clarify that people have lost their place they've lost their meeting place like this is a real problem for a lot of rural communities that you know they've lost their dairy queen within the and I'm completely like somebody who grew up on that I completely understand and I'm sorry I I feel the pain of dairy queens across uh rural regions within the listening area but now i'm honored to have a guy who's been looking at the top of my head since like 1998 a huge lubbock auditorium coliseum keep it keep it proponent Mari stanley owns jerry's barbershop Mari stanley how are you joe Houston, i'm doing well sir hey do you remember the day that we cut the double t in the top of your head I do. We gave you a yeah. flat top and cut the double T off, and, and you and you got uh, you got on TV that night at a Texas Tech basketball game. That was. You know, I still have a picture of that around here somewhere. And that was so long ago that we took a Polaroid <laughs> picture of it. Hey, we were uh, we were both a lot younger back in those days, Jay. I didn't have gray hair in my temples. Wow. Now but, I have gray hair. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But anyway, Jay. Uh, so you want to keep yeah, this thing? Tell me why. Well, Jay, here's uh, here's. By this, my, whoa, whoa, let me position. just let the let me orient the audience. You want to keep the Lubbock Auditorium Coliseum? I do. Do you agree? Do. Like, as somebody who's from a rural community, Paducah, like to lose your Dairy Queen? What would you rather do? Would you rather lose the Lubbock Auditorium Coliseum now, or lose the Dairy Queen when you were a kid? <laughs> well, tell the, the truth, the Dairy Queen. The Dairy Queen never came to Paducah. We were never that big, so uh, I guess we could put a, like an Allsup's. Maybe uh, we did. We did finally get an Allsup's. Would you but, rather? Whoa! In hindsight, now, <laughs> how old are you now, Maurice? I'm seventy-one. Would you rather lose the Lubbock Auditorium at at seventy-one or lose the Allsup's in Paducah when you were younger? You got to uh, choose one or the other. I, I, what I choose one or the other? I guess I'd rather lose the Allsup's because uh, what? I think that <laughs> That's yeah, heresy. I think yeah, I uh, I think I think this is important that that a city a city of two hundred and fifty thousand plus people, we need venues like the Coliseum so we can have dirt events. Now I will say this: you know I supported the Buddy Holly Center. I, I do support it. I even gave a little money, such little as it is. I, I gave a little and support it. But, you know, if I go to a concert, acoustics is important to me. If I go to a rodeo or a cutting horse competition, acoustics is not important to me at all. And I think this thing could be reworked where we could have, uh, we could keep the dirt events there. Now, my position is this. If the city council, the county, you know, the Fair Board, Texas Tech, if they would go together and they would come up with a plan and present it and they would tell us what we're going to have, where it's going to be, and when it's going to open, then I might change my, my position on this matter. And if, if it would be... Wait, are you talking that, about dirt? I, you're talking about dirt track right now. N- no, I'm talking about a place to have rodeo, equestrian events, uh, stock shows, uh, you know, all this is important. So everything that happens shows, in the Coliseum. Yeah, everything happens in the Coliseum. Now, you know, we could, uh, we, we need a place like that. You know, and I hear people all the time say, well, 
you know, it's awfully expensive to uh, to just have have a couple of vets a year on on there. But here's here's the matter, Jay. Uh, what if we took a situation we closed up all the golf courses? You know, people that play golf not going like that. People that like rodeo, they're going to be out in the cold here. And I think that that a, a city this size, you know, we need to accommodate people. You know, like we have to have a library. We need parks. If we're going to have a city, and I've heard you talk many times about the politics of place, and and I, I see what you're getting at with the, with the Dairy Queens and the Awesomes. You know, the politics of place comes down. But why do people live in a place? You know, they, they want a good job where they can make a living, but they don't work 24 hours a day, and there, there has to be uh, situations that they can get into and get involved with and there has to be facilities to do and accommodate people for whatever they want to do. And, uh, you know, I think to have a good place to live, that is important. And I will tell you this right now, Jay. You know, that old bumper sticker, lucky me, I live in Lubbock, that, that's a lot to that because I have been a lot of, lot of places in my life, and I choose to live in Lubbock, Texas. You take 20 days a year off the calendar weather-wise, and we have perfect weather here. You know, it's a, it's a pretty good place to live. And I think that we need to take care of it. And see, that's one thing that, that has really bothered me and irritated me this, over this whole situation is, you know, I have, made a, I have made a lot of comments about take care of what we have. And we have failed to do that in this. We have... The, City councils. But how long have we years. failed? I mean, 50 years of failure? No, tw- 20 years for a while we, we didn't. We had councils that put money into it and kept up things. But I'll tell you, this all started going south in 2004. You know, Why? we were growing. We were, we were growing. The city was growing. And what we decided to do, we would cut nine cents off our tax rate, which equates to about $13.5 million a year. But anyway, we would count, cut that off and we would offset it with the sales tax to make it revenue neutral, which in my opinion may have worked if we were not growing. But because we were growing, we were, you can't feed a family of 10 as you, for the same price you can feed a family of four. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that is just the way it is. And uh, that's what we've been trying to do. We've been on a merry-go-round ever since. But anyway, we've cut, we've cut budgets, and we have always, we've always tried to balance budgets on the back of our maintenance issues. And, you know, there was, uh, there was bond money voted uh, back, what, I think, in 2004 to put into the, uh, to the Coliseum and Auditorium, Auditorium specifically, I think. And the money was never used there. It was actually moved to, uh, and used at the, at the Civic Center. And, and a lot of people resent that. A lot of a people lot see of, that uh, as the uh, turning point. A lot point of people resent it, and people, and people uh, talk about that to this day, that they were sold one way, and it happened another way. So, you know, my position on this, Jay, I'm not going to burn my house down until I have another house to move to. And as you well know, I just really enjoy what I do. And I enjoy visiting with people over here at the shop. And, you know, I have a little story that kind of goes something like this. If you've been out on a cruise and a catastrophic event happened and you woke up and you found yourself in an old lifeboat and you look around and you see dang there's sharks circling my lifeboat 
But my lifeboat is old. Mm-hmm. It needs painting, but I'm dry. Now, I ask the question, are you going to jump out and get in the water and tread water until a potentially a new lifeboat is going to come by and pick you up? Of course you're not. So why do we want to burn down that house before we uh, we have something else to move to? And I think that comes the, the necessity of the city, of the county, to get out and accommodate and do whatever they need to do if they want to take take the Coliseum and auditorium. Yeah. This yeah. boat is way premature well, in my in my position. Well, and now, you know, and there's part and part of me that will not disagree with you on that. But here's my real question: Is ask it. if it's going to cost twenty five million, spend it of taxpayers, and spend and it. there can hold on, but there can be the they can have the onus thrown upon them and prove it that well we can do um, we can accommodate different groups in the united spirit arena in different high school auditoriums whether that's for dance recitals or for church services or whatever else is happening in the auditorium right now but for 25 to ask of lubbock citizens for 25 we can accommodate both indoor recital hall type atmospheres but we can also put together a new dirt track out on the fairgrounds if if because i think implicit in what you're asking here maurice is and you're more honest about it than other people are Uh, people on tv and otherwise no hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on for for what we're asking here you're one of the people i see locally who are saying look if it costs twenty five thousand twenty five million dollars then go ahead and dock my property tax because I'm all in. So if they say, well, look, we can do all these inside venues at existing facilities throughout the city from the USA onward into uh, high school auditoriums, but for that 25, we can build a new dirt track and and have all of the functions that you've alluded to here, um, the non-acoustic functions. Are you on board for that? Jay, I, I told you, if the city, the county, uh, tech, the fair board, if they'll come together and they'll give me a plan that says this is what we're going to have, this is where we're going to have it, and but, this is when we're going to have it. But they have it. I, I could, I could reevaluate my position here. Yeah. So, but, and that's so why I you say that, that's why you say I it's could, premature. Yes. Okay. Until so on, that, here, here's on the other I'm side of it. Do it. Is if tech is, and, and I share your problem here, that we don't know what, and there's no signed agreements in place. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen on that property. But I can tell you this, as a taxpayer in Lubbock and somebody who knows a thing or two about what kind of revenues come in from that university, specifically through sports, and mm-hmm. you know we're doing $6 million a weekend whenever we're good at college football, which we haven't been and, uh, in some time. But if they're going to build a state-of-the-art athletic dorm there, which I've been told that they are, but you can't get anybody on record to say it, and they can get us five more Zaire Smiths in the next 12 years, then that's a huge boom to the local economy. I don't think that you hey, disagree. Jay, that's, that's fine. And here's the deal. If that's what Tech wants, you know, we have a valuable piece of property. 
Why do we want to walk off and just leave it for nothing? The citizens of Lubbock is going to lose. That's what I'm saying. If somebody walked up to you and, and said, Jay, I want you to move out of your house, I want the house. And, uh, but I'm not going to give you anything for it. You're just going to have to move, and you're going to have nothing. And I know that you're going to be just, just fine with that, and, uh, and just you're going to pack up and just leave. No. So that's what it comes uh, to, Jay. I am sympathetic in that this seems like a, tubby, uh, tub, a Tommy Tuberville run campaign <laughs> when it should have been a Cliff Kingsbury or a Mike Leach hey. run campaign. So, hey, hey, Jay. We're going to leave it there. Like I say, like I say, it all gets down to I'm not going to burn my house down. And if we, with the way to pay for this, you know, we built we built seven lanes of concrete streets at Indiana and Quaker from '98 to 1585 here a while back. So if we need to pay for it, let's don't build streets out in the middle of cotton fields and use that money to fix up the the, uh, the Coliseum. Oh, the now you're just rambling. What do you think about up. that? He is Maurice you're Stanley, my longtime barber. I appreciate you coming on, Maurice Stanley. Jay Lee, it's been my pleasure. I will, I will visit with you about this anytime. All right. Take care. There he is. See ya. We are going to go to break. We're going to get Craig Lavati on from the Houston Chronicle, and he is going to tell us about these memes that we see going around town. Now, this is the same thing as the Astrodome. Well, come on. So, uh, how about you get things taken care of with your realty, consumer, and lending needs all at one place, one-stop shop there, TitleOne.com, Lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company. Title One is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes. Again, TitleOne.com. So, you know, I mentioned as I went into the break... There are Martians who know more about Desmith County than a lot of people in Lubbock know about the Astrodome. And I'm watching these memes that are going viral locally on social media thinking, how do you know that that's true? Like, in this whole auditorium coliseum flap, how do you know that, and this is what the meme says, there's a picture of the auditorium coliseum, and it says, you're being told that it costs $700,000 to maintain this building while Houston is paying $170,000 to maintain this building. Maybe the problem isn't the building, but the people in charge of it. Vote no on May 5, 2018. So, in that vein, we know, you know, I pay attention to statewide newspapers, and Craig Lavati is somebody who's written a great deal about and we're going to get in the background here with the astrodome he's with us now on the other side of texas craig thanks for taking time buddy hey how are you guys uh just uh, walking the dogs over here in a very uh non-humid sunny houston so i'm very excited are so, you being uh, facetious thanks for having me on are you are you being facetious about it not humid? No, right no, now? no. it's really great out here it's really nice like it's like chamber of commerce weather so i'm actually kind of bummed out it's going to be hot soon again so <laughs> but for right now it's not so can't oh yeah it's great now it's great yeah. now um so i was just listening in you got you were talking about how sort of there's this concept i think locally over there in lubbock that the dome that we have over here and and y'all's coliseum is sort of the same uh is that what you were saying i guess yeah so tell us how much houston well first of all 
I got lots of levels to get into here, so let's take one <laughs> one layer of the onion at a time. How much is or how how much disrepair is the Astrodome right now? It is. Uh, I've been in quite a few times. Uh, I was actually in just two or three weeks ago, I think, for this uh, little open house dome coming thing they had. Sort of the last party, the last blast before um, they turn it into what's going to be basically uh, like another sort of event center slash parking garage, this sort of thing. Um, disrepair, um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, the building withstood Hurricane Ike, Hurricane Harvey, uh, you know, while um, while tiles were ripped up from NRG Stadium next door during Hurricane Ike, uh, the dome was fine. Uh, I mean, that, that building is, uh, it was built sturdier than you could ever imagine, so... Uh, inside, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, it's going to be a 55-year-old building almost. It's going to be a little, a little wrecked, a little run down. Um, but that's just because it hasn't been being used for its original purpose, which was, you know, major sporting events and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, and I, I've seen photos of y'all's, y'all's Coliseum over there, and you know, it's a really cool old-school Coliseum. So it's, so I guess it seems sort of like the the concept is that. If we can save the dome, you guys can save that Coliseum, correct? That is a fair assumption. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, with the dome, you have to, you have to. What comes into play here is the dome was the first thing of that sort of its kind. Um, you know, you can't. Uh, you know, and I hate to sound like a domer, like you know these crazy people. You know, that's obsessed with the stadium. Is that what they call them? They call them domers. <laughs> domers yeah. I, I, I think I coined that phrase and some other people took it on and it kind of came on in a derogatory way, but, you know... Uh, Coliseumers you know, is what we call them. The Colise- Coliseumers or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, the thing is, is that the Dome, you know, it was the first of its kind. You know, it, it set the stage for all sorts of architecture to come after it just like it is. Uh, we're about to get a um, historical marker out front and, you know, you talk to anybody from outside of Texas and you ask them about the big iconic buildings that are in Texas, and most of them will say the Astrodome and uh, the Alamo. And maybe, maybe you know, uh, maybe Antones or something in Austin or something like that, but, uh, or, you know, even, you know, Jerry World up in Dallas. Um, but, you know, I don't know about how the Coliseum would really compare to the Astrodome in terms of, you know, you, you can't ever take away the memories that people have in y'all's Coliseum. I mean, I looked at some of the bands that have played there, you know, it's hard to tell somebody that the venue where they saw their first ZZ Top or Ozzy Osbourne concert is a piece of crap that needs to get torn down. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear, you know, you know, one of their most beloved things is, you know, in disrepair and needs to get torn down. But the thing is, with the Dome, the Dome had such a overreaching worldwide historical significance um, that I'm even shocked that it took us so long to sort of save the thing. I don't know why it took 18 years or so in change, it feels like, to to finally come up with a plan. Um, and the only thing I could, I could, I could, I guess, glean from that or to tell, you know, some of the folks out there that believe in the Coliseum and want y'all's Coliseum to, to be, um, to be saved is, you know, make a good case for it. Uh, Tell, you know, tell the people, um, you know, the powers that be, you know, what it could be used for, if not what it's used for now. Um, make a case for its historical significance. Um, and, you know, that's the, that's the best thing I can, I can tell anybody. Um, 
you know, a lot of a lot of uh, folks said that, you know, when we were in the process, and I say we, I guess, because there's a lot of people in Houston that, you know, were try that one of the dome, one of the best things for the dome, that one of the dome to to be saved, you know, to to, to you know last another 200 years. And the thing is that everybody said, well, you know, if they could tear down Yankee Stadium, they can tear down the Astrodome, and that was one of those big things that always was a bummer to hear as a domer, like I'm saying, <laughs> you know, that the, the but you can't compare Yankee Stadium with the Astrodome. Um, there's been plenty of things just like Yankee Stadium, but there's only been one dome. Hmm. So you need to make the uh, somebody needs to be able to make the argument that there's only one sort of Lubbock Coliseum. And if that's if that is the case, then you know by all means try and save it. But uh, to compare, I guess the dome with uh, the Coliseum. It seems a little. It's, uh, I think. I mean, me and, you, me and you even said this earlier this week. Sort of like, you know, comparing apples to rocket ships. <laughs> you wow. know, sort of okay. a crazy comparison. So, you know, or apples to oranges, whatever so, you want to say. So, so Craig Lavaggio uh, joining us here. And let me ask you: Whenever you say the 18-year history of eventually renovating the dome, now you're. I, I think that I saw what is it, 125 million going into this facility. Yeah, about that, uh, to turn it, uh, they're going to raise the floor up to street level, and under that is going to be uh, parking for uh, NRG Stadium, NRG Center, um, where we have our big rodeo and everything every year. Yeah. Obviously, the Texans play inside NRG Stadium. They have big, giant concerts and stuff and whatnot in there, too. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's literally taken now 18 years or so since the Astros left. And before that, the Oilers, who relocated to, to Tennessee, for the, sort of the city to come to a consensus of what to do with the thing. And even and even then, you had a lot of detractors who just wanted to tear the thing down because they were sick of seeing it. Because it was in to them, it was an eyesore next to this, you know, grand, amazing NRG Stadium, which you know, God love it, but you know, NRG Stadium is a cookie cutter, cookie cutter stadium. The dome is not a cookie cutter stadium it's a one of a kind it was the first one of its kind so is it true you know, it that took a long time and it's just a bummer so are there really cats and rats that just no, the... no everybody everybody always said that there was you know and i and I, I think i've started to the last time i went inside the dome when it was legit rocking and rolling and it was a, a venue was it would have been 2002 to see bob dylan at the rodeo and the last, the next time was in 2012, I believe. Uh, the rodeo had just wrapped up. Some people had broken into the dome and done some damage and broke some windows and stuff in some of the, the players' offices or the, the managers' offices. And us in the media got wind of that, and they go, okay, well, we're going to let you guys tour this thing, and we need to figure out what we want to do with it. And I went in there, and it was basically, it was, it it was not uh, people always use the terms like dilapidated dilapidated or um you know run down like you know some sort of weird hellscape apocalypse looking thing but it's just a dusty old stadium is really all it is and the floor um they use that for storage for a lot of the things that go on at NRG Center NRG Center if you look at a map uh surrounding the dome there's you know the stadium there there's the big uh I guess you want to call it a convention hall, and so anything you need the you know excess items, you know chairs, tables, things like that, go into the dome. So the dome is sort of like, if you want to think of it as the uh, I don't know, NRG Center's attic, 
you know? So it's just, hmm. it's just for storage right now. So the main yeah. going around, and I don't know if you saw it. I meant to send it to you earlier, and I'm sorry, Craig, but the meme, <laughs> the meme going around in the tweet that I tagged you in was okay. that uh, you're being told that it costs $700,000 a year to maintain this building, which is closer to 800000 that being the Lubbock Auditorium Coliseum, okay. while Houston is paying 170000 to maintain the Astrodome. Is that true that on an annual basis, the city of Houston only pays $170,000 for yeah. upkeep of the building? That is correct. It's um, correct. Like, there, there's no occupancy rates in there. Like nobody's, you know, but is not, anything happening no in there? To it. Is there anything happening? Yeah, it's, just, it's basically a storage. It's just, like I said, it's basically a storage okay. facility right. for so there are so no events no events stuff. being held in it. No, 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 no. Okay. And the event that we had called Dome coming on April 9th, actually, uh, about twenty five thousand people showed up. If you can believe that, twenty five thousand people showed up. You file into the dome. And you sort of, uh, there's like a, kind of like a little maze set up with a bunch of old Oilers, Astros, uh, just, you know, Houston sports memorabilia, and then you were sort of let out, and that was it. That was the, that was the gist of it. People kind of walked on the floor, you walked on some turf, and you, and you went out, because there's no occupancy license anymore. Uh, it's, not, it's not, you know, licensed to be able to, to keep people in there. Okay. Why it costs $800,000 or so, like you said, for the, the Lubbock, uh, Coliseum to be operated per year is it's, that that could be because it still operates as a venue. Maybe there's it insurance does. rates. I don't it know. Does. Not many, That's, not uh, many. But and I have to go back and listen to Matt Dotre's audio from yesterday. I think it's between yeah. eight and ten events a year. But okay, so those numbers are accurate. But it doesn't disclose that that's essentially a warehouse slash storage facility right now. So this is the other yeah. thing that sticks out to me. If the Astrodome is 55 years old, then we're looking at 1963. The Lubbock Auditorium mm-hmm. Coliseum was opened in um, 1956. So a little bit older. And I'm not coming at you, bro. I'm only saying yeah. that, that, <laughs> it, it, that it. it's a little bit older. And yeah. uh, people, I mean, is is. let me just ask some some rough shot questions here as we get you off craig i know we're taking up your your evening here but <laughs> is the is the astrodome ada compliant right now no uh they used to have the uh, if you've seen older pictures of the dome from the late 80s and the 90s they had these three or four i guess little towers outside and those were the ada ramps that were built in uh after uh, i guess 87 or so uh so it's not ada compliant as it is now, which is the reason, you know, that we're not using it. So, no, it is not ADA compliant. Basically, at this point, it's, yeah, it's not. Okay, so the things I want to delineate for listeners, especially in Lubbock, and sorry if you're out there in in Stanford or other places having to listen to this, but an 18-year history of demolition versus renovation, Houston ultimately went to $125 million renovation plan, um, you're called a domer if you're for the dome. The dome opened some eight years after the Auditorium Coliseum, but numbers that show that that it's only $170,000 to upkeep the dome are based upon the dome not housing or facilitating any events at all whatsoever. The HVAC yeah. never comes on. It's not making money. No, that's the thing. Yeah, it's not a revenue generator, and that's the reason why they are renovating it now. 
and after that it will be a revenue generator because then you'll be able to have events in there again you'll be able to have parking uh, underground as well so that is uh, it'll be a money maker at that point are there um, last question to you craig because i don't know houston yeah. at all um <laughs> but would you are there other venues in houston right now that that fought against the renovation that said look uh, we can house these events where we are right now um well i mean you want to talk about you know major you know arenas or stadiums in houston that have been repurposed uh we have lakewood church lakewood church used to be called a compact center before that it was the summit the houston rockets played there the old uh, ahl arrows played there mm-hmm. yet everybody from led zeppelin to you know grateful dead to you know, Prince played there, and yeah. instead of tearing it down, uh, it was purchased by Joel Osteen and those folks, the Osteen family. But when and Hurricane the, Harvey came through, did they open it up? No, they did not. <laughs> that, that's, that's a whole other yeah. call-in topic for another day. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, you know, they did well, not. And, and that's the thing. Another thing about the Dome, before I go, is I, I guess you guys probably remember um, after Katrina, the Dome was basically used as uh, shelter for a lot of people coming, you know, directly from the streets of New Orleans mm-hmm. to to house them, and you know, as they sort of, you know, as, you know, the people of Houston sort of, you know, came around them, you know, sort of, you know, we kind of like gave them a real big bear hug, and uh, for a lot of people, the dome also has a special uh, place in their heart for that as well, because it was where a lot of people, you know, went for refuge after Hurricane Katrina, so. And a lot of people see that sort of as the dome's last gasp, I think, of of purpose, and that it it definitely um, it sheltered a lot of people, and it definitely did a lot of good towards the end there too. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the dome over here. Quite honestly, I mean, I live maybe two or three miles away, so you know, I'll probably be driving by, you know, and checking it out and everything like that, and getting tours and stuff like that. Um, all I would say with people with the Coliseum is, you know. You have to weigh the options, you know, how, on a grand scale in Texas, how historic is the building? Um, you know, I vaguely, me as a Houstonian, lifelong 34 years here, I vaguely knew about that Coliseum, and I feel bad saying that to you guys out there, but, you know, maybe that's, you know, but how many people in Lubbock know about the Dome? Yeah. You know, think of it that way. Yeah. And Well, but it's a good compare. The comparison yeah. has been made. I don't think that people in Houston yeah. held up signs that said the Lubbock Auditorium <laughs> is still open. So, therefore, but we've made those yeah. claims. So, I just thought rather than us sit around and act like we're experts on the Astrodome, let's just yeah. talk to an expert. But I would say this to you, Craig Lavati. Why don't you go to YouTube and look up Dunks by Lance Hughes and by Stan Bonowitz in the old Ooh, I will. Yeah, there you go. Some Texas <laughs> Tech flavor there. Hey, Craig, I hope there that uh, we find a way to get you on again soon. Appreciate you. Call, call me whenever. All right. Thanks for making time. Craig Lovati, ladies and gentlemen. Go to a break here and close out. Maybe I'll give my final verdict. Still kind of on the fence here. I, I, yeah. I'm leaning more way than the other. I see the sun I'll tell you why. On this segment brought to you by Lubbock File Room, they can help you get out of your bond. You got all these documents sitting around. There's a burn ban in the county. What are you going to do with them? 
for safe and secure document storage and shredding and I highly advise the shredding part to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992 for a free and hassle-free estimate call 806-744-7666 that's 806-744-7666 Lubbock file room doing it to it so here we are talking about Lubbock auditorium let's let's recap we've got these comparisons and I feel like I have pie on my face because I thought that Craig Lavati of the Houston Chronicle was going to tell us, no, 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 it costs a lot more than $170,000 a year. He said, that's accurate. But there are no events being held. That building has just become what the Lubbock Auditorium Coliseum could become, just a storage facility, a warehouse. And so it costs one hundred seventy dollars just to let it sit there. Now, a lot bigger, and I don't have the square footage in front of me, but it's just essentially a uh, storage facility as it were for nrg stadium it sounds like they're going to make it a more enhanced storage facility for nrg stadium and then host some other things within it also learning that the astrodome is eight years younger than the lubbock auditorium coliseum and uh, there are not rats and cats that live in there and we got to come up with like a pejorative or term of pride for people who are for the coliseum like domer like what what's that a uh auditoriumer but that takes too long to say how about an ac'er um kind of go old school a leecher so an ac'er uh maybe maybe that works as well um but just some facts to straighten out there with craig lavati and let me just go through some notes that I've kept on my massive iPad that I do this show on. And a list of questions. What's the cost of updating $25 million? And are there other venues? The United Spirit Arena, that's where I think Lubbock, Lubbock ISD does their graduations now. They've chosen, even though they could have chosen the Coliseum, that's where they do their graduations. And now you have dance recitals, and there's a church that meets in the Coliseum. Where's the money going for maintenance, and will further money go in for maintenance should the vote fail? If the, if the city keeps the property... Then via Matt Dotre, the Lubbock Avalanche Journal's Matt Dotre, who was on the program yesterday, he told us, he's been told by people at the city that they will not appropriate any more money towards that facility. So then you're in a hard spot on, well, I want to vote to keep this, but the city council is saying, uh, presumably city council, Dotre just said people are telling him that it would not be kept. And so, now you're short. There are other places to do it, and I don't know what the rental fees are at the Auditorium Coliseum, but now you're essentially down to a dirt track. And in my view, every vote for the Lubbock Auditorium Coliseum, and I'm willing to listen to you if you disagree, but every vote for keeping it implies that your vote is for a $25 million bond. In order to fix it you cannot be for it without being for X 
excess of $20 million going into the facility, and therein lies the rub. So what do you do? And I got to tell you that I'm disappointed in the city's PR effort here. I think that if someone were to step forward and say, just like I was speaking with Maurice Stanley, my barber earlier, who's a Lubbock icon in and of himself, if this if the university were willing to step forward and say look we're going to build in i've not heard this definitively with anybody on record but we're going to build an athletic dorm here and we're going to recruit world-class athletes in a way that we've not as of yet even though we have you know the crab trees as ir smiths um we can recruit more of these athletes with the sort of facility that we want to put in place there okay but where is tech and writing saying that you know will absorb all the costs of demolition i've not seen that yet and so it's on that front that i'm disappointed in the pr campaign in this and i shouldn't even say pr campaign transparency to citizens of what's going to happen here and so as we close out this edition of other side of texas up in lubbock where the great american prairie meets the great chihuahuan desert I'm undecided, but I'm leaning towards voting for turning the facility over because I don't see what good it's going to do otherwise. Now, I'm going to effort in the morning, and I'm going to try to get with somebody. Hopefully, they'll confirm with me that what this property, what this land will go towards, and then I may feel a little bit better about that. And I don't know where tech's going to come up with the money, maybe in tuition hikes i don't know but i and i will say this i do not buy in at all that it's going to cost four million dollars to tear that facility down it would have taken a harvey it would have taken a whole lot of other things now, that facility uh with so much steel in it going to cost a ton to take down no telling what kind of detrimental materials it's made of so i wanted to make up my mind today my mind's not made up hopefully well i will tell you with certainty where i'm going uh, tomorrow with all this it just seems to me at this point to be a tommy tuberville campaign that should have been run by chris beard or a cliff kingsbury so with that good news we're going to close out this edition of other side of texas but my premise remains the same as i open up the program i'd much rather lose like losing the auditorium coliseum in lubbock is a first world problem compared to losing Dairy Queen in a Lockney or in a post or otherwise first world problem so with that signing off for Queen Catherine across the way thank you for tuning in other side of Texas tomorrow in studio my friend your friend Brandon Darby Breitbart Texas look for a good show tomorrow thank you as always for tuning in see you on other side of Texas.com